Greetings. Welcome to another uh, episode of Just Riffing It, hosted by Tom Martin. So today, we're going to talk about a subject I'm very passionate about, and it's UFOs and aliens, extraterrestrial life. Now, I'm, I'm probably one of the few people that actually do believe that UFOs are here, uh, and that they, they, our government is aware, is sheltering alien extraterrestrial life forms. Call me crazy, you know, but I really think that, 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 it, that they do exist and that they are here. Now, I'm actually, I, I didn't plan for this, but I'm actually glad that I didn't have a second show last week because I, I yesterday I came across uh, an interesting press conference that just happened a few days ago by this woman uh, named Anjali, A-N-J-A-L-I is how she spells her name. Um, and she did a press conference live in D.C. where she had claimed that she interacted face-to-face with extraterrestrials. Um, now, if this is true, this would be a bombshell. And she actually says that she plans on going back to this cave. I'll explain. I'll elaborate more on it in a moment. But but I basically want to say she she actually is, is so confident that in what she's saying is true. She actually said that she's bringing a team to this to this place that she met these extraterrestrials and she's going to film it. Um, she's bringing a team of people, including a documentarian, to film this uh, these encounter this alien species you know, living in this cave. So that's what her story's about. So first of all, the background on the woman, she, uh, well, claims to have worked in the government for many years as an information, uh, like resource person. Like she, her job was to gather information from other countries to, to share with our leaders. Now she, it was, not like bad information. And she wasn't spying on U.S. citizens, she says. She she was trying to gather information that could improve foreign relations. So, you know, so that way the leader from, you know, Biden meets with Putin or something, at least, you know, she finds something positive that they can talk about, you know, about Putin that he can bring up. Something like that, you know. Her job is to gather that kind of information. So she says. Um, <clears throat> now... She gave a lot of, she did this, this press conference live in DC in front of the Lincoln Memorial. And she went on to talk about her, along with her background, you can, you can watch the video. It's about an hour and 15 minutes. It's on YouTube. I watched the whole thing from start to finish. You could probably cut into, if, if you're interested in watching, you could probably cut into about 25, 30 minutes. Um, and that's when she starts talking about this encounter she had. So I don't know what to make of the story because it, it, it is a little bit, I mean, every, every UFO encounter, alien encounter that you hear about is a little bit sketchy, just the details of it. I mean, but again, look at what they're describing, you know, encountering extraterrestrials. Imagine that. How, how? How do you explain that in a logical way, I, I suppose? So maybe my skepticism is, is, isn't fair. 
But so basically she says in her story that she tells these reporters that she was invited by this couple. Uh, one of them is named Wayne. I forget what the other woman was. This couple to their house and they lived like behind a behind their house was this mountain that she says that Wayne Wayne had told her that there are aliens living in this mountain. Um, and it's somewhere in the desert. I mean, she made a, she made a reference to the Mojave desert, um, which is, if you don't know, it's a massive desert that, uh, like is spread out over like, uh, Nevada and Arizona. And, uh, it, it's a, it's a huge desert. It's like, it's gotta be like bigger than probably the size of Connecticut. It looks like on a map. Um, and it, so she was taken to this Wayne's house. Now she had never met these people, which to me was a little bit strange uh, right off the bat. I'm thinking why these two people who you're not friends with invited you to meet these extraterrestrials. I don't know. It seems a little bit shady already. Now, anyways, she goes to this cave with them and they take her through and this cave Wayne, she says had dug a tunnel through it that he had dug a tunnel into this cave to to this extraterrestrial like bunker that's underground that's that's i mean it's built into this like cave and she says that that she walked past an alien spacecraft that was like parked there and wayne had taken her into this like room where there were aliens she said there were two species of aliens there two different species. And she says that, that the way that they communicated with her was through telepathy. So she's in this cave, she's talking to these aliens. And, and according to her, she says later on that these aliens had, had chosen her, that she was chosen by them. Now, we've heard some, you know, there, there have been many stories of UFOs and whatnot that have uh, come out over the years. Sorry, I need some salt. I drink so much water, I need salt sometimes. That was a salt grinder. Okay. Um, where was I? Right. So she was in this cave and she was meeting these aliens. So she says, and these aliens, she said, had a message for us. Again, sounds kind of sci-fi, a little bit too much like a movie or something. You know, they pull her in. She's a chosen one. I don't know. We're telling you that. Was she really chosen? Is she just saying that? Hard for me to tell. But she says that these aliens, their goal was to bring us to a higher level of consciousness. Now, this is where she loses me. I, I kind of know what consciousness is, but the way she was explaining it was that these aliens are on the, a seventh level of consciousness. And she says that these aliens wanted to bring us to that level, that they wanted to improve our consciousness, and that we were at the end of a cycle of consciousness. Now, this was at about, if you were to go to like the 40, 45-minute mark of the video she starts talking about consciousness and i it, she sounds like a scientologist to me i mean it just sounds very like she just sounds very 
Pookie. I mean, it's it's just seems not sure if she not sure exactly what she's talking about with the whole consciousness thing, and that's what makes me think maybe she's a bit of a, of a wacko. Now, she she does mention in the in the beginning because this is always something that that makes whistleblowers you know suspicious is that they're always wondering are they trying to sell something are they trying to market themselves to gain attention or something um so she said early on in it that she does have an ebook but she's selling it for free okay so she's not making money off of it she said she's selling it for free um I don't I actually didn't look up her book I I don't I don't know what it's about I don't know if that's if she's just saying that I don't know but um she did work for the government and now she's saying she's meeting with aliens so you know of course this is curious to me okay now during this interview what's really fascinating or, or the press conference really fascinating to me is that if you like by the time she starts talking about her story you can hear these loud noises in the background remember she's in front of the lincoln memorial and they are these it's like a lawnmower and a helicopter overhead making these really loud noises making it very difficult to tell her story so maybe i'm just somebody maybe i'm just paranoid but i thought that was interesting i mean i i was thinking gee you know did somebody from the cia or the fbi tell them to perhaps like make it louder so that nobody can hear her story the timing of it was just so weird you got this helicopter in the background you got this loud ass uh you know lawnmower she's in front of the link she's in dc in front of the lincoln memorial i'm one of those people i i believe that they probably have microphones like all over the place there i don't know there's a history of mental illness in my family don't ask me about that uh, I'm not mentally ill. I'm not wrong about this. I, I think that they do have, you know, uh, they probably do have, you know, microphones and stuff there. I'm not crazy. Okay. Uh, but it's true. If I was crazy, I would know it. So, um, basically she goes on in this story to talk about this. Okay. And now what do we make of this? So, so did she really meet with aliens? Is it truthful? um why is she doing this well i don't know i mean it's interesting because people come forward with a lot of accusations with a lot of stories about aliens about something and it does garner attention and whatnot and and i and i think that the, the thing that's interesting about the attention aspect is that to garner attention i think is intended to protect them you know so if because if they don't go public, if they don't get this sort of, you know, on tape and on record and stuff like that, they might feel like the government is going to try to assassinate them. That's happened before. We saw with Phil Schneider, a guy who uh, had his own encounter with aliens. Um, he actually had a tape of it where he was not, not tape of the encounter where he was talking about. He told a, a, an audience of people that he was working as a contractor for the government and he one day was like building this cave he was building this like underground bunker for the government and he bumped into these aliens and he he had a gun with him who the fuck i don't know what the fuck he's doing with a gun as a construction worker there but he had a gun with him uh and he shot one of the aliens and there was this 
back and forth, and he actually had scars on his stomach that were that he says came from aliens. Like there was this, like he said, one of these aliens pointed a laser uh, from their fingertip at him after he shot the the you know the ghoul, the uh, you know the alien. Um, and he has the scar to show it. He shows it on the tape. On the when he's telling his story, he lifts his shirt up, and, and you can see actually the scar. So he at least has the scars to prove his story. And now what's interesting is shortly after he makes this tape, tells his story, he is murdered. I'm serious. In his home, he's found dead. Uh, and it looks like he had been strangled. Like his face is all blown. I, I saw pictures from the autopsy. They're not pretty. It was gross. Uh, his, he was strangled around the neck. They, they, they tried to make it look like a suicide. I don't think it was a suicide. I think he was assassinated because the government did not want him to come forward with this. They were threatening him. Um, they were, you know, he, he was in, they were not pleased that he was coming forward with this, this encounter of, you know, him meeting with these aliens in this underground bunker and, you know, him having this fight with them so we see once again an interesting sort of story of an alien encounter now it's a scary thing to think that aliens are here like what do they want with us right it's a scary thing so to me i don't think it's that I, I don't, it's not surprising to me that the government doesn't admit it. Like, like okay, you could look at it as a few ways. Say, well, nobody's, you know, the government hasn't acknowledged it because there's nothing to acknowledge, that UFOs don't exist, they're not here, aliens are not here. But it makes perfect sense for them to try to cover it up, right? Because think about the hysteria it would cause. You know, it's a scary thing. These creatures, these beings from another planet, far, far away from ours, figured out how to get here in one lifetime. And what do they want with us? Do they want to hurt us? Do they possess a death ray that they can blow up the entire planet with? You know, do they have like a Death Star or something like that that they could kill us with? I mean, it's possible they might. I mean, they... Look, they figured out how to get here. And there are a hundred, there's like a hundred, there's at least a hundred billion planets in the entire universe. So who's to say that this isn't, this stuff isn't true. This stuff doesn't really exist. In fact, I think it would be naive to, you know, to suggest that aliens don't exist, that there's no such thing as UFOs, extraterrestrials, that they're, that they're completely fake. Um, you know, that it's, that it doesn't, it, it's not real. I think it's definitely real. I think aliens are here. I think they're fascinated by us. Um, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson, who, by, you know, you probably know who he is. He's a, he, Neil deGrasse Tyson is an astrophysicist, very famous one. And he is, he is really, he thinks the UFO stuff is all nonsense. It's all bogus. And he surprised a lot of people in the community, myself included, um, yes, I do consider myself to be a part of the community. I'm not, I don't actually have experience with, uh, you know, training in UFO study or whatever, but
but I am an avid fan of UFOs. So I consider myself to be a, a member of the uh, educational UFO community. So anyways, Neil thinks it's all nonsense, thinks that UFOs are nonsense. And I'm really surprised by him because as somebody who understands the, the size of the universe, it it boggles me a little bit that that experts like him could could think that that there's no such thing as UFOs and aliens that they're not here it doesn't make sense they're they're just they don't exist that's just my opinion on it i'm sure there are lots of people who don't believe in UFOs and think that you know i'm a kook all of ufo conspiracy theorists are kooks but that's just my opinion on it that that the universe is too big for this almost to not be true you know, that, that, that it would be foolish to suspect that there's no way that another life form could be there and that we are somehow the most intelligent life form in the universe. The analogy I use is think of if every planet in the universe is a ping pong ball in a tank, you know, so say there are, they say there's a hundred billion planets at least 100 billion planets in the universe. So think of a tank with 100 billion ping pong balls, okay? And blue ping pong balls are ones that represent, that can sustain life. So Earth is a blue ping pong ball. And ones that can't sustain life are red. Um, so even though we've probably charted thousands of planets, and all we see are red ping pong balls around us, it would be foolish to think that in a tank full of 100 billion ping pong balls that we're the only blue one, right? Sure, there aren't any visible to us right now, but there's 100 billion ping pong balls in there. There's a pretty good chance there's, a, there's another blue one there, right? Somewhere far away that we can't see. That's not unfathomable. Um, so I'm somebody who does believe in UFOs and does believe they exist. And... Now, with this disclosure coming up, I mean, this is something everybody's excited about. And we're talking about, you know, the UFO disclosure um, with the government. I mean, they did a 60 Minutes episode a little while back um, talking about aliens and like aliens, like these, well, these unknown spacecrafts that travel at like the speed of like the speed of light or something. They travel super, super fast. Nothing like we know of. Um, and I think that they're probably... In my opinion, I think they might be gauging the public uh, reaction before they announce the big one. I call it the big one, which is that the U.S. government is in communication with aliens, extraterrestrials, and that they are living in the United States in an underground bunker, probably somewhere in a southwestern desert, somewhere probably in Arizona or Nevada or something. I was actually thinking, I'd love to go there, actually. I was thinking of going there and exploring the area to try to find out where one of these caves are, because um, I'm very fascinated by it. I know they say that they'll shoot you on site, but I don't know. Maybe you can swoop in on a helicopter or something like that. I don't know. Use a uh, diversion or whatever. But, you know, that's something that's exciting to me. You know, the fact that, how exciting would that be to, to meet with aliens? To be the people who interact with these creatures, you know, that to me is so fascinating. So anyways, now I didn't get to this uh, 
last week, but the White Lotus, the season finale. We saw it. We had mixed opinions about it, right? A lot of people were disappointed. You know, I've expressed my opinions on the show. I said I thought it was okay. I mean, it was made during COVID. So, you know, I, I give them a break for that. Um, it wasn't all that exciting. I mean, it was good enough, but it wasn't, you know. So we finally found out it was Armand who was murdered. Remember in the beginning that they show this dead body, this body being carried out? It was Armand, the um, the resort, uh, like the guy who was running the resort. Um, now, what's interesting is that I was I was reading an interview, an, an article that uh, Mike White, the creator of the show, did. He wrote the show. He created it. He was talking about the way that he wrote it and the way that they did it. And it makes a lot of sense now. So because of COVID, he said they were really limited in where they could shoot. So one thing that I noticed in the final episode, and you probably noticed this too, is that the guy who, the, the buff guy who robbed the people, what, what's his name? I don't know. I forget his name, but the, you know what I mean? The, the meathead, the guy who's like the young meathead who was into that other girl who, who like robbed them and stuff, who was interested in robbing them. So anyways, they caught him, but they didn't go into like, there was no, there was no scene of him being taken to a police station. There was no like interrogation, no asking him. One of the questions I had was, was he going to throw that other girl under the bus? The, I'm terrible with names. I, you know what I mean? If you watch the show, the other girl, the darker skin one, the teenage girl, um, and you know, was he going to throw her under the bus? It, but he, but they never got to. They never actually showed him being caught. They never showed him in a police, you know, interrogation. And at the time, I thought to myself, I was like, well, what the fuck? You just left that open. Like, what? We don't even know that. How could you leave this open to it? Like, we don't. You gotta, you gotta close that end. You gotta loop that. You know, you gotta close that loop. Like, we gotta know. Did he throw her under the bus? Because this wasn't. This wasn't. I don't know his name, but we'll just call him the Rock's cousin because he looks kind of like the Rock and he looks like a buff guy. The Rock's cousin and um, this girl, I, I don't know who she is. I, But, you know, if you saw the show, you know which girl I'm talking about. And they, I, I kept thinking, is he going to throw her under the bus? Because this was her idea, right? I mean, this wasn't his idea. And at the time, I was I was kind of t- I was disappointed. I was like, well, they really just screwed that up. They didn't, they didn't even close that loop. But it makes sense now because Mike White was saying in this interview because of COVID that they could really only shoot at one site. And so I was like, aha. Okay. Now that makes sense because that's why they couldn't have this, this police scene of the, him being talked to in the police station or whatever. There were no, there was nothing about that. It, it was like, they only had this one site. Aha. So now I'm relieved because I feel like, okay. So it wasn't just like a, a like a really big mistake of just like, you guys totally forgot that this, you know, this end of the story. How can you not, we got to know, did he, did he rat her out? Did he, what did he tell the police? They couldn't shoot that. Mike said, you know, he, he wanted to do more with it. And so he didn't shoot. Yeah, I mean, but they couldn't shoot that because of COVID. So I give him a pass. I give the show, I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B. I thought it was all right. I didn't think there were that many dynamic characters as I said before. Um, I was I was gonna give it like a C minus or a D because of that that ending. I was like, boy, you know what the what the hell is this? You didn't even close the loop. What what happened with him? Did he go to jail? Did he, you know, what's going on with that? Um, 
you know, so we don't know exactly what happened with that, but I give them a break for that. Okay. So anyways, I'm going to wrap this up. So I encourage you to watch the Angeli press conference. It's, it's fascinating. It's very long though. I have to say, I watched it from start to finish and I nearly fell asleep because it was, it was an hour and 15 minutes and she doesn't really, she's not very energized, but um, it sort of feels like a class lecture. Just, you know, if you don't like school like me, um, but I would, I would skip, I would, if I were you and you want to skim through it, I would skip to like a half hour mark, watch it from there and just, you know, listen to her tell her story. Um, it's a very interesting story. I'm not sure what to make, what's going to happen with it. Not sure if it's entirely true yet, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting story. So yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, are we going to have a show on Wednesday? I, I try to do two a week. I try to do Wednesday, I guess. I might just wait till next week. Not sure. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Just Ripping It, hosted by Tom Martin. Uh, have a good one. <laughs>